0: Welcome to Career Tipper Podcast, hosted by Michelle Beatty. The Career Tipper Podcast is a motivational resource that shares career and entrepreneurial tips by industry experts that will help amazing people evolve to their professional best. And now your host, Michelle Beatty. Episode 30 of the Career Tipper Podcast features the founder of Higher Culture, Chandria Lucius Harris. Chandria is a career coach, workplace consultant, and motivational speaker. Coming from a lower socioeconomic status with all of the bells and whistles of their stereotypes, Chandrio was once a first-generational graduate who thought her dreams were too far to reach. She has challenged her naysayers and has dedicated her career to helping students evolve to demonstrate their professional best. Sandria has coached over 5,000 first-generational graduates. By working aggressively with career services and employers, she is empowering ambitious young professionals to strive to achieve their highest career goals. In 2018, NashvilleBusiness.net chose Shandria as one of the 100 leading HR persons in Nashville, Tennessee. During this episode, she's going to talk about the imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is the domain of the high achiever. Those who set the bar low are rarely its victim. I'm your host, Michelle Beatty, professional development author and coach. Chandria, welcome to the Career Tipper podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, I'm so excited to be on. We're gonna have a good time. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited.
0: So before we get into all the details of the imposter syndrome and how it can really reign in its domain of all these high achievers that are just overthinking, not giving themselves credit for the success that they have, and just shrinking back when they should be just confidently stepping forward, what was your journey to helping over 5,000 first generational graduates to connect and accomplish their career goals?
1: Thank you for asking. So my journey started when I was actually let go from my first position. And I, I love to tell the story because it's it really, is really how higher culture unfolded. Um, so Overzealous, excited, you know, ambitious. I as I was, I worked in HR with a very small team. It was like two ladies and myself. And I, I was sitting at in a conference room in a meeting, and we were collaborating with a with another company, and they were talking about what they can do to make a difference. Now, I am the girl of making a difference. I've always been the girl of making a difference. So I was super excited to like help join on this conversation. But I was new and and maybe I should have done that. I don't know. Maybe, you know, we always, I always debate this when I tell people about the story, but hey, it, it actually made a difference. So long story short, I was let go because of poor judgment because I actually spoke out of turn at a meeting that I was only invited to actually come and sit rather than to actually give advice. And that is actually on my paperwork. No lie. So literally I, I was poor judgment and it was because I spoke out at a meeting to actually offer positive insight on what they should do next. I mean, guys, we can call it how you see it. I I'm done over it. It's been years and years ago. Um, But that was life defining for me because as I packed up my things and I left out of the office, I was numb. I was really numb. I was like, what did I do wrong? Like, how did I do something wrong? What did I say wrong? I was telling them to like give t-shirts like what's, what's wrong with that? But, but it was everything right with that because that moment I stood in the parking lot with this box in my hand and I said, I am not the only person going through this. I'm not the only new graduate that just faced a very hard fire. I'm not the only person. So I have to find these people and help them. And so that's how higher culture came about. And um, I worked in HR. I loved HR. and I, This is like a, a role that I had taken on in Nashville. So it it wasn't like the beginning, but it was like maybe like a, my second job. Um, so I said, what can I do to make a difference? Like, what can I do, you know, following this this hardship to help other people? Because that was stupid. And, of course, everything proved that it was stupid. EEOC proved that it was stupid. All of those great people. think, You know? So, I mean, everything panned out for my good and for my glory. So, we, we were taken care of. But my point was, there are more people like me around this world that is dealing with this. So I started higher culture because I wanted to truly get people to the higher culture and and train them to be their best self in the workplace and and, and retain them. So that's kind of how I came about. I was already working on my master's in counseling psychology. So I started doing resumes and coaching clients and doing all this pro bono for free. I got my case studies together. And before I knew it, I was working in higher education and then I was counseling 10, 15 students. Literally a day. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I look up today and I'm past 5,000. I mean, it's because at this point, I just truly want people to be successful. And I realized as a first-generational graduate, I didn't know it all, right? I didn't know that you're not supposed to speak out at a meeting, even if you're happy. I, I didn't know that. Like, my mom didn't work in corporate America. I didn't know that. Um, so I'm, I'm coming to give people what they don't know and teaching them how to what to do and how to do things. To, to keep their jobs and to also do their very best in the workplace. So that's kind of how all this started, and I'm super excited about it.
0: And there's a lot for you to be excited about. So, <laughs> congratulations on your successes.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hmm, definitely. Now, imposter syndrome can not only impact young professionals, I believe that it can also impact seasoned professionals as well. So what is your definition of imposter syndrome and how it can show up
1: along one's career path? Great question. So to me, I, I see imposter syndrome as like as like an internalized fear. And it's a psychological pattern. So it, it happens randomly. And it, almost it's like the high point of your life where things you're like, oh, my God, this should be a great moment. But then you're like covered in fear. And, and, and the fear is that someone will pull up your mask and show that you're not who you say you are. And I'll tell you, I found out about this at a conference where someone asked me, hey, who do you give credit to your success? And as successful as I am, I said, you know, my mom, I said my faith, but I never said Shan. And then I realized that I, too, struggle from the imposter syndrome. So I began to do all this study and research on it. And like now I'm like moving forward with debunking it. Like I want to help people out of it. And you will find it in different phases of your career, when you are, I would say, applying to jobs, when you see a job pop up on the screen, you're like, oh, this is amazing, this will be all me, but you just cannot get yourself together to apply to it. Why not? When you when you find this form that says networking with the stars, and you're like, oh my gosh, it costs this much money, and then, but all these people will be here, and like, I should go, and then you don't go or you'll find it when it's time for to go up for a promotion and you've worked your butt off and you're like, "You know what? I deserve this." And you're like, "But they should tell me I deserve that." So those are different times in your career where they'll pop up and you're like, "Man, but I know I deserve it, but do I really deserve it?" And that is those are some times in your career where you'll find that's a pop-up you know transition from graduate from graduating from college to like transition to a new career moving to a new city any type of new life changes that's going to require you to level up you may face a little doubt there actually a lot of doubt because it's gonna it's gonna stop you from moving forward
0: okay shan so let's dig a little deeper and let's talk about what are qualifying factors for someone to feel like they deserve their next level or to up level their career. What does that look like from your perspective?
1: Okay. So say for instance, you're working with a company and all you have done is made a difference and made an impact. And people are putting you on different committees and they're giving you great evaluations and reviews. And like you are the most sought after person and your, your your boss depends on you heavily. Those are performance factors to show that you deserve this next level so it all it comes from your performance and your productivity and things that you have actually doing to make a difference to make an impact to save the company so, so let's take it another and even a step further let's say for instance you just recently graduated and you studied hard you made the grades and you 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 obtained internships you've done you've performed to show that this next level is yours because you were equipped to make a difference you're equipped to serve you you're equipped to solve the problem that is that is there waiting on you, so that's what I mean when I say deserve and, and ways to actually measure when it's time for you to 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 level up in your career.
0: I love it now career confidence, that's something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I know mm-hmm. that you're in impas- you're passionate about um, imposter syndrome. So c- I believe that career confidence can definitely be shaken by the imposter syndrome. So what mm-hmm. are some ways to identify the confidence
1: culprit? Here's some things that I, can, I feel like they can really shake in your confidence. So say, for instance, you, you're getting ready to graduate, but your GPA may be a little bit lower than normal. That is shaking your confidence. Say, for instance, you had all fours on your evaluation, but then you get one three, which means you just met the expectations, but you didn't exceed them. Those are some things that can truly make you feel like, I did it, but did I do it well? Did I exceed it? Did I do better than other people? And comparison also, on every level, shakes your confidence. It kind of make you feel like, I am not deserving of this position because I am not at the top. I am not the best or seen as the brightest in your own eyes when you're comparing it to, to your six ultimately your success. So those are some things that can really, I say, can, can shake it up the confidence that you, you would necessarily need to empower you to move forward.
0: Now, what's the best way to respond to this imposter syndrome thought? Like one of these days people will realize that I don't know as much as I think I do. How should someone respond to that inner thought?
1: So I'm gonna be honest with you. Most people don't know more than what people think they do. Like even if even if you go to the doctor's office and you and you talk to your doctor, he has a really nice elaborate laptop full of knowledge sitting right there waiting. So that when something happens or you have a question that he can generally, you know, he's gonna know, but he's gonna give, provide you with in depth knowledge on that. So. One thing that always keep me grounded is that you're not expected to know everything. Number one, that's, you know, we're all human. Like we're all growing. You're, you have to be scholarly. You have to continue to study your trade and be someone on the cutting edge. So I will give you accountability for holding your weight to know what you should know and continue to study. However, when it comes time to you thinking, Oh my gosh, they're going to find out that I'm not that good. Think in the past, look at your resume. Look back at, at your recent accomplishments. Look at your story. Look at the adversity you have faced and how you have triumphed through that. That's a story within itself. And oftentimes, and, and because I too struggle with the imposter syndrome, it, oftentimes when I struggle with that, I go pull up my resume, I go pull up my accolades. I'm like, you know what, Shinjiya? You deserve this. You've done this, right? In- When it comes to a resume, I think your resume is a progression to show what you've done to move forward in your career. It's it's a statement of truth to show you what you have done and what you have. You have faced adversity to move forward in your career. And it empowers me every time I see it because I come from nothing and I've created everything. So when I when I get a chance to take a look at it, I'm like, wow, that's amazing, girl. Like, how like, how dare you? How how Dare you to believe that you're not good enough, and you have triumphed through all these things, and that empowers me. And, and honestly, you have to do it daily. You can't you can't go a day without empowering yourself. I'm um, just like a shower is necessary, motivation, meditation, affirmation. You got to do it every day. I mean, if you don't, you, you leave up to the world to, to make you be great. You leave up to the world, and you know. And I, and I always give the scenario like when you think about a trash can. Every single day, no one's every single day someone's going to walk up to you and give you some type of news whether it's good or bad, you're going to receive it, right? And oftentimes, you can you can barely count how many good things you've heard. But it's hard to count all the bad things you heard. And all those things are going in your brain. Like when you, you if you look at it in that form, what is there? What do you have? And so I find like I, I really feel like it's it's up to you to keep it positive. I, I feel like it's up to you to keep the foundation green, to keep it to keep it in a space where you can be great. Because if you're just gonna walk around and get and collect what everybody else is telling you, wow, your emotions, your greatness, everything's gonna fall upon everyone else. So it's up to you to daily affirm your greatness, which is gonna help you to be empowered to do this. and, uh, and, you know, achieve higher heights.
0: I'm all about it. Now, there have been many studies conducted that men suffer from imposter syndrome more than women and vice versa. From your perspective, why has the conversation always been gendered?
1: Well, you know, people always try to place, like, I would say most people try to place the significance on one side to show why does this exist? I think it's a great way to compare to see who's suffering from it the most. I think it's a great way to, to, to satisfy the conversation of we're struggling with this and like it's more of a research based tool to prove the essence of their study. Right. You know, it's hard to study something without bringing down populations. It's just I think it's a study mechanism, to be honest, to to pretty much prove the comparison. Like, well, women feel this way. It's like like the hypothesis, like where you're you're drafting these questions to see how you can be able to prove that this is true. But if you ask me, men may struggle with it more merely because they've been the, the most dominating person in society for forever. When are coming for women are coming from them with full force, right? Wouldn't you be afraid of somebody coming for you full force? So I can I can see that, you know, when women are rising up and taking their positions and we're no longer sitting in the back, you know, we're not we're, we're leaning forward, we're we're taking over. I can see how that you know, that struggle to remain, or remain on top can be an issue. So I, so I can very much see that.
0: Shandria, some may view
1: imposter syndrome as on the rise
0: as more and more people rely on their online presence, person professionally, like through social media, the culture it's so demanding. Many are participating on that just to find jobs, to build their businesses. There, you know, it's really based on social media for so many people, not so much word of mouth as as it has been in the past. Um, so, when you're aggressively selling yourself, how is it? How does one remain authentic? Air quotes authentic when? you know, everything's curated so beautifully for many people on social media. Where do you suggest that one find their medium to leaving room for them to trial and learn?
1: So you have to number one, you have to figure out why you are doing why you're what you're doing. Your why is gonna is gonna drive you beyond if people are responding as fast as you would like them to. So to, in order to leave room for trial, you have to study your audience. You have to become very knowledgeable on what you want them to learn. And that's going to take some time. And anything with social media, whether you're creating it perfectly or not, unless you have thousands of dollars, it's, it's going to take time to grow organic followers. So use that, use your time wisely have a great time creating your brand and realize that what you're giving the world is going to change someone's life. And the moment you make an impression on one person, you make an impression on two and the number begins to roll. And that's when you'll begin to see your followers. And that's when you'll begin to see how you are truly helping the people that you want to serve.
0: So what are a few ways to accept the role one has played in their own success?
1: You know, I also think it's extremely important to create vision boards. You're going to create vision boards and take once you have accomplished that vision, make a success board because you can look at your resume. You can look at your story, but you will oftentimes forget those little wins in between that you thought that you would never win. That's really profound. So take not only make a vision board, but take your vision board and make it a success board when things are actually accomplished. And then every single day, you'll have a daily reminder of not only what you're striving to achieve, but what you have already achieved. And it's just like one of those reminders that, you know, you've done this already. You can achieve that.
0: Indeed. Now, Shandria, how does paying it forward combat the imposter syndrome?
1: You know, whenever you give to someone else, there's a, there's a sense of love that like fills your body. It just, anytime I give, I forget about my own problems. The moment that I give, the moment that I offer up a service, the moment that I share something that, that is enlightening to someone else, it seems like for that one moment, everything that I was ever dealing with just goes away. And to me, Finding joy, like my biggest goal in life is to help someone else be successful. And I find joy with being a resource. And it's not a minute past when I do something that something automatically happens for me. It can be I've been in the parking lot pulling up to the grocery store and wanting to get this front park. I can just get off the phone with someone gave them this great news and then all of a sudden this nice car backs up and just let me pull on in like it's things like that I'm so intentional about how I get it back because the moment you give you automatically receive it's just like you put you deposit more grace and more mercy and more love into your box so that when you need it or when you want it, it is just there shows so up. always pay it for it. yes it just shows up and it's amazing Love it.
0: it. So why should or shouldn't professionals measure themselves by their credentials?
1: You know, it's a pro. It's pros and cons to both. Right. Because you can use your credentials as a a measurement to show your success. But you can also use them as a a downfall. So I think you should I think there's like a two edged sword there. Right. At, At some point you wanna look at it as your success, but then if you're taking forever to finish your degree or you're taking forever to go back and get another degree, that at that point you could be you can be using it against you. So most I would say this, most things in life you can accomplish in timing. And when you're struggling with confidence to move forward don't compare it to something that you find automatically to be like on the fence about. Does that make sense? So like if you're on a fence about your credentials, if you're on a fence about your GPA, when you're looking at your resume, skip that part, you know, you, you know how to block out what's going to affect you negatively. And I think if your credentials, is that something that you're ha- absolutely happy about? Don't look at them at that point. But it's something that you're, you you've studied hard, this is all you have, it's everything to you. So you gotta look at it from both angles and just use it study them both as as a pro and con to so whenever you're um when you're trying to recount stories to feel, make you feel confident about your success.
0: Now Shandria we end every episode on Career Tipper Podcast with a quote or affirmation that keeps people creating career tipping moments. Please share your favorite quote or affirmation.
1: My favorite quote is, Thank you for not quitting when those thoughts were so alluring. Okay. I don't know who wrote it, but I love that. I love it too. Now, <laughs> how can <laughs> listeners get in touch with you? Okay. So, I can be reached um, by Instagram, my website, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. So on Instagram, I am ask shan with a c, ask c h a n shan v h r lady. Um, you can find me on Instagram there. You can you can email me at shandria at higher cultures with an s, but it's higher like hire me. So shandria c h a n d r i a at hire h-i-r-e c-u-l-t-u-r-e-s dot com or you can find me on linkedin as well with is shandria harris you can skip the lucius it may pop up but you'll find me there or you can just direct message me on instagram i'm available to answer any questions you have actually i welcome questions i love questions and if you just so happen to like my page follow me share it with your friends oh i gotta tell them about this the career break room it's free. It's on YouTube. It's, it's, I have like these mini sessions on life, career, things you need to do, how to find a resume, how to write your resume, how to write your cover. All your questions are there. And I have a, I have like two minute videos for you to watch. So you can also find me on YouTube at Shandria Harris. Fantastic.
0: And you can find me, Michelle Beatty, at CareerTipper.com and on Instagram and Facebook at CareerTipper and on Twitter at CareerTipper1. If you enjoyed today's episode or any other episodes of the Career Tipper podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. And remember to be confidently you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Career Tipper podcast. We're grateful for our listeners and guests. For more resources about how to evolve to your professional best, share your comments and feedback about this episode and your suggestions for future guests. Visit careertipper.com. Until next time, be confidently you.